This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome to the Rowett podcast. This particular podcast is to celebrate World Food Day, which is celebrated on the 16th of October 2021. World Food Day is organised by the Food and Agricultural Organisation of the United Nations. The FAO was started in 1945 with the goal of defeating hunger and to improve nutrition and food security. The very first Director General of the FAO was Rowett Director John Boyd Orr. Today, we have the Sustainable Development Goals that aim to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all, which includes everyone having access to health and sustainable diets. Today, it is a great pleasure for me to introduce Professor Jenny McDermott. Jenny is a professor in sustainable nutrition and health at the Rowett. Her research closely aligns with some of the ideas of World Food Day. Professor McDermott, welcome. Perhaps we could start by introducing yourself and describing your current research. Um, yes, yeah, so my research spans um, various global, national and uh, individual level um, areas of looking at sustainable, uh, sustainable diets. Um, and this is bringing together environment, nutrition and behaviour in society. Um, and so I'm looking at projects in the UK to look at what are sustainable diets, but also internationally to look at um, sustainable diets and nutrition security in areas of sub-Saharan Africa and globally. All sounds very interesting. Um, so one of the themes for World Food Day is that the future of food is in our hands and that better production, better nutrition and a better environment will lead to a better life for all. So how does your research address some of these ideas? Well, the research is looking to see how we can achieve this. So twofold. First of all, what is um, better nutrition? How do we get better production for sustainable food systems? So the first element is finding out what this is, um, which we've done a lot of work on looking at um, the Live Well plate that started this work, which was putting together um, climate change and uh, nutrition requirements. And uh, this was to just look in practice what this might look like. Um, and uh, this has led on to looking at how do we then achieve this um, and what, what it might look like in different countries. So bringing in sort of various elements of behavioural science, looking at uh, world trade um, to see how that we can achieve uh, this as uh, our future food um, as laid out in the World Food Day. So part of your research is really concerned with the impacts of diet on climate change as well. So climate change is uh, being, you know, is seen now as an emergency. We all need to do something. We need to take action now. And uh, the food system accounts for about a third of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So we need to make changes in what we're eating uh, and how we're producing it. So in high income countries, um, we eat a lot of meat and we need to reduce consumption of that um, because uh, a lot of the meat coming from ruminant animals are producing gases um, like methane, which which have a high um, greenhouse uh, gas, which is a potent greenhouse gas. And um, so we need to make some changes like this. Um, we need to look at how our food's produced. 
Are we doing it in a sustainable way? Are we doing it so we're minimising um, greenhouse gas emissions? Um, so overall, we need to look at this across the whole of the food system, which is some of the work that we're doing. If I can give a couple of examples, we've got a project in South uh, Sub-Saharan Africa at the moment looking at nutrition security. So we're looking at different production systems, different trade scenarios um, to sort of bring together and say, how, how can we minimise climate change while maximising nutrition? Because we've got to keep nutrition at the centre of this because uh, we need to ensure that everybody has a healthy uh, diet. Um, but also we need to look at elements about affordability, uh, access. So we need to ensure all these different elements which match to a lot of the sustainable development goals around ensuring access, ensuring affordability, but also looking at how we can get access. And this may be at an ind individual level or at a national level or a global level. Um, so these are some of the areas that we're looking at to try and um, reduce um, the impact of climate change throughout the food system. That sounds really interesting. I mean, I know obviously uh, climate change is a, a global issue, but a lot of the work you're doing seems to have quite global impact as well. Yes, um, sort of climate change is a global issue. So if emissions are occurring in one part of the world, they will affect the world globally. Um, so this is why we need to look at where does the most most of the action need to be taken. And in terms of uh, the food system, most of that has to be in high income countries because this is where most of the emissions are occurring and having negative consequences in lower income countries. Um, and this is why a lot of the work that I'm doing is centered around higher income countries um, because this is where a lot of the uh, dietary change and the way we're producing food has to make some of the initial changes to get some sort of faster um, solutions uh, and reduce the impact on lower income countries. Uh, and we're seeing this in sort of the project that we're doing in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, which is called the AFRICAP project, um, sponsored by um, the GCRF. Uh, and here we're looking at how can you create nutrition security in a country where uh, diets are extremely poor um, in terms of can you make uh, differences in production so can you change what you're producing um, and also what what would it mean in terms of trade you know what, what would happen to what would need to happen in terms of trade to actually achieve nutrition security so my research is coming at it from two perspectives uh, the higher income country where we've sort of have malnutrition in terms of uh, obesity, um, non-communicable diseases, and um, from a lower income country where we've got malnutrition in terms of hunger and many nutrient deficiencies. So the research is sort of bringing these two together to see what this means in terms of a, a global system. Obviously, really interesting questions you're trying to get the answers to. Yes, and uh, I think the only way we can do this is bringing these different areas together. Um, no single discipline will come up with the answers for this. And the danger is, is if we look for solutions, for example, just in nutrition, then what unintended consequences might we have for the environment? Um, so we want to make sure that we're putting all of these together um, and also making sure that what we're proposing in terms of what people are eating um, 
will be sustainable going forward, but also affordable and accessible to everybody. And these are really important aspects because we can come up with suggestions of what a diet should look like, but we need to make sure it is affordable, um, which is part of the World Food Day, um, where uh, it's estimated about 40% of the world can't afford a healthy diet um, at the moment. Uh, so we need to be looking at how do we make that um, affordable and uh, available. So you are also the, uh, the Director of Interdisciplinary Challenge for Health, Nutrition and Wellbeing at the University of Aberdeen. Can you tell me more about your role and what opportunities it will bring to the improvement of people's health and nutrition? Yes, the purpose of this role is really to bring together some of the disciplines to address health, nutrition and well-being, um, because these have uh, quite often studied in silos. And as I said previously, we need to sort of start looking at how do we bring in other elements of this, perhaps bringing in more social science um, to sort of look at inequalities, to look at social inclusion when we're looking at how do we deliver uh, health and nutrition uh, to everybody, but also well-being. Well-being is a really important part. It may not be malnutrition people are suffering from, but we need to consider well-being around uh, food, around food poverty. Um, and so the purpose of this is really to sort of strengthen the research, strengthen, strengthen what we're doing in terms of finding solutions by bringing different disciplines together. Um, and these may be disciplines that aren't naturally aligned. And I think that's where some of the really exciting solutions may come from, because people are coming from all of these things from very different perspectives. Um, and I think this could be a really exciting way of looking at uh, finding solutions by bringing sort of experts together um, from different uh, disciplines. Um, and this will help us sort of look at some of the challenges around affordability, around access um, to whether it's nutrition, to health, to try and look at some of the um, ways to um, reduce inequalities uh, across the population. Food insecurity is a big issue, um, particularly uh, not just in low-income countries, but also um, in the UK, for example. So how do we address some of uh, the, what? how do we find some solutions and ways forward in terms of um, reducing f uh, food insecurity? Uh, and I think the best way we can start looking at that is bringing different disciplines together and start looking at it from very different perspectives, which quite often brings up very new and innovative um, ways of uh, tackling these issues. So I think it's a really exciting part of Aberdeen 2040 strategy where we've got different um, challenge areas. So there's uh, directors for four, five different challenges and uh, this working together will really sort of start to um, do some very interesting uh, research in this area. Sounds excellent. Sounds like the university have really thought about this. And from what I've heard so far, it seems to fit really well with your research and the, uh, the direction you're going in. Yes, completely. And I think the research I'm doing shows exactly how uh, addressing sort of issues across the food system do need an interdisciplinary approach. So I work with um, climate change scientists. I work with people working in agriculture. I work in um, areas of social inclusion. I work with other social sciences. Um, and I think it's really demonstrated that the value of bringing all these different disciplines together, um, because what's potentially happened previously is 
agriculture has looked at um, nutrition, it's looked at um, needed for food security, which is really just looking about having sufficient calories in the diet. Um, and so we need to sort of look at nutrition security and what nutrition security is, is um, making sure that not only do we have enough calories, but we have the right type of calories. So we've got a nutritious diet. So we're not going to end up with malnutrition. So historically, food security has been the big issue. And this is what agriculture has been looking to achieve. But I think bringing in nutrition into this discussion, we now need to look at agriculture from a different perspective and across the whole food chain, just sort of say, how do we maintain a diet that is diverse enough to be able to supply the nutrition um, that we all need uh, for health? Um, so I think it's moving out of the silos where we've traditionally worked um, and making sure, for example, the food system is a very good example of where we've got a sort of uh, system going from one stage, so from production to um, processing to retail to consumption and we need to make sure that nutrition is at the center of that all the way across the system and we're not losing a lot of the nutrition as we go through that system okay thank you right i've got uh, one last question for you um so what do you think the big challenges that we face as individuals and a society today to ensure everyone has access to and chooses a healthy climate sustainable diet well, the first thing in terms of access <clears throat> is affordability. The diet's got, you know, we need to have diets that are, are affordable. Um, and this isn't just, you know, in high income countries, particularly in low income countries, we need to um, make sure that what we're proposing um, will meet all the criteria, but is affordable. And I think maybe that's something that's been neglected in the past, that we don't really think about how affordable it is, but also um, accessible. So can people actually get it? Um, do people have access to it? And all these things are absolutely critical if we're going to um, achieve um, a society that can have sustainable diets. Um, and sort of in terms of how do we achieve it, um, we've got to make it desirable as well as affordable. Um, and I think we've, we've struggled in the past with just healthy diets where we've sort of given out advice without really looking at what what is um, acceptable, what do people want. And we mustn't go down the same line with looking at healthy uh, and sustainable diets. We've got to learn from that, I think, and say, what what would people like to eat? What, how, how can we present it in a way? But without going down the line of where we're going at the moment, which is slightly concerning, is having more and more um, very processed plant-based foods. Um, so we need to be we need to be sure that we're not going to head down that route where plant-based foods have a halo effect. So people just think if it's plant-based, it must be healthy. And we can see at the moment um, some of the foods that are available uh, in terms of ready meals, in terms of snacks, um, which are plant-based, are actually quite high in fats and sugar and salt. So I think we need to be careful that we don't head down that route and then have to sort of look at making a, a U-turn essentially because people have the view that plant-based diets are healthy. So again, in terms of achieving this, um, all the way through from agriculture to consumption, there has to be some responsibility taken around this um, so that once people are choosing things, because we're saying move towards a more plant-based diet, 
Um, and so we need to make sure that what's available is uh, healthy, but also is going to have a low environmental impact um, in terms of what we're producing. They're all really interesting ideas. Thank you for talking to us. So, Professor McDermott, it's been a, a pleasure speaking to you and finding out about your your research in these, these, this fascinating area. Um, thank you for taking time out to speak to us today. Thank you very much. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.